Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, defend its honor, lose their fucking shit from time to time. This is going to be a really like fangirl energy episode, and I do not apologize for it. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and this week, uh, I bet you can hear the smile in my voice because you're going to hear it a lot. Uh, we are finally there. We have reached the penultimate episode of the entire original series, The Wall. Oh! <laughs> we did it! We actually did it. We made it this far. It's The Wall, baby! Oh, and I was not disappointed. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> it was better than I remember. Uh, I don't think we have any news. Not that I know of. I'm going through like a brief Rolodex of Heroes actors and stuff in my head, and I'm like, huh? I feel like there was something, and then I have forgotten it by now, so there's nothing. (laughs) Mm, I don't think there was, though. It was, like, something either so minor or something that wasn't even a news story. It was something, I don't know, but yeah, just, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, hey, you watched Yellow Jackets that has (laughs) has Tawny Cypress That is true. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you liked it. It was very good. Yep, yep. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to. I have to buy it, like, a... I don't know, animal. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have showtimes, like the one thing I don't have. Um, which is weird. I honestly should just get showtime. Just, I fucking just use, like, Peacock. Literally, get the month of showtime and cancel it right away because you'll still, you'll still be able to do I, it for a month. I know, but I've done that so many different times on so many different platforms that I don't think I can squeeze that out anymore. Unless I borrow Ryan's credit card. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was like, ooh, maybe. Because, yeah, I would do that with that and, like, maybe another show or two on there. And then I'd be like, ha-ha. But, um, or I'll just buy it because I have a gift card, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I don't think we really have any news. So I guess we'll just get right into it. What a what a wild concept. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to scream, like, scream, yell in excitement the whole time. But I don't know, man. <laughs> like, this is a... This is one of my, uh, like, all-time favorite episodes of literally any show I've ever watched, and I watch a lot of, a lot of TV, um, and it's not even because the whole episode itself slaps, it's just the things they do in parts of it are so, yes, they're so, like, such a, such a tease as to what could have been, mm-hmm. like, that they stick out in your mind, so... Uh, I guess we'll just crack in, yeah? Pop us in. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's go to the wall, baby. <laughs> I know it's been a while since we've talked about heroes, considering we had our little our little fun journey out on the, the seas, but um, remember how <laughs> Siler came over to Matt and was like, ooh, fix me, you know, and all that. And Matt's <laughs> like, nah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put you in a wall instead of gonna brick your ass up. Um, well, so he's literally, like, in a wall, and Peter is all slumped outside of said wall, because, you know, he tried to take Matt's power, and he basically, like, uh, he's he's passed out now, so we're gonna learn just the specifics of, you know, oh, did he do it? Like, is he gonna be able to do anything when he's in there? We'll find out. Right now, he's just slumped outside, but... We quickly realize that there's something else here. It's not just like, you know, Siler's just like unconscious inside of a wall. No, no, no. He's in a very real mind space that Matt has created in his head. 
and it is incredibly intricate and like messy and cluttered and uh, stress-inducing. <laughs> um, because when we first see Say uh, Siler, he's fully in like full-on Gabriel mode because he's at a workbench and he's looking at broken watches. And it's not just one. He has a jar of them. Um, one after another after another that he's like holding up to his ear to like listen to. And as the camera pulls back, it's very clear that this is a weird space he's in. This is a very like uncanny, disconcerting set that he's on because um, uh, people didn't quite realize it at first, I think, because they just were like, oh, it's just like full of shit. You know, it's like very cluttered, like I said. But if you actually take the time to look at this and to <laughs> tear it apart piece by piece and screen cap it like I did, you know, a decade plus ago, um, you can realize that it is a perfect jumble of several places that Siler has lived. Mm. It has set pieces from his classic apartment, mostly as we've seen it like later on, like in villains, like when we saw it with L. Um, you can see that there is a wall that matches a wall from when he was pretending to be Simmons and living in his apartment. Um, or no, not Simmons. Who the fuck is the one that he killed? Was it Simmons? Was it Simmons? Who's the guard that, <laughs> who's the agent that he killed? Taub, Taub. Simmons was the one that uh, Luke killed. I confuse. <laughs> Taub's place with the red walls and all that. Um, and it's also the Gray and Sons shop. Like, it's it's literally like they took a bunch of pieces from all of the sets and they put them in one very claustrophobic-seeming room together. And it's such a cool physical representation of what the hell is going on inside of what Matt's created for him. His hell, if you will. Um, and yeah, so it's really fun. I encourage you, if, you, if you're rewatching, to really pause and take in all the details because they did a hell of a job on it. it. There's so many cool things you can notice. And so he's just sitting there and he's working and he's just like watch after watch. And it's it's very like hella purgatory vibes. It really is. It's just like nothing but broken watches. And I don't think I, if we ever would have seen him really work on it, I bet you he would have been able to fix a single one. I bet you that would have been part of it. It's kind of what they were leaning toward when he just kept trying to grab another one and another one. Another one. It's like, oh, he doesn't know. Um, but he hears something that like disturbs him. And suddenly he goes from being in this wild space to being out on the street. And it's a completely abandoned street. We're talking like Killian Murphy walking down the road in London in, in 28 days. Like this is just like nobody's there, but it's a ma it's meant to be a major city and it's completely abandoned. And so he's very much alone, but there's this sound. There's something going on. And this seems to be very different to what he's been experiencing. And we see that that's because Peter is in there and he has, is it a pipe mm -hmm. or is it, is it a goddamn parking meter? I think, I feel like it is a pipe from a parking meter. I don't think it had the head on it, okay. but I believe that's what was implied. Okay. Because you know, those two in a parking meter have a history. So that would have been perfect. Um, but Peter's there. And he's got, yeah, he's got like a pipe or, you know, something of the sort. And he's banging on the ground to get attention. And he's wielding the pipe as he walks towards Siler and he chucks it aside. And Siler is stunned that he's there, that he's looking at Peter Petrelli of all people. 
and that it seems like maybe he's real, but that can't be right because nothing, nothing. No, he's alone. He's alone here forever. That's the whole point of it. And Peter, and especially when Peter's like, I came to get you out of here. And Siler's like, no, I, I thought I was alone and everyone was dead. And Peter's like, oh my God, I can't with this pity party. <laughs> like, I came to drag your sorry ass out of here. Like, let's go. And Siler's just like, no, no, no. Like, you don't, you don't get it, dude. I have been here for three years. There's no getting out of here. This is it. This is all there is now. And Peter's just like, I roll. Like, dude, it's been three hours. You need to just chill. And so we're doing that trope. We're doing the time moves differently here kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is going to really impact things later on. And Siler is just fully, he does not think Peter is actually real. Like, he thinks this is part of his punishment now, is that he's seeing Peter Petrelli and he's taunting him. And so that's how he reacts. He's just like, oh, no, you're not real. Stay away from me. And, like, get away from me. And if you follow me, I'll kill you. You understand me? And just goes full on, you know, over the top about it. And he he literally runs away from him. And Peter chases after him. And, uh... They end up in that weird fucking room in like a second, too. And that's how you know, like, things are not right, is the way they're moving around. And I love, like, I love that Siler has a hammer. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna hammer him. Like, it goes full <laughs> old boy. And um, Peter's like, no. He's like, I came to take you out of here. Like, do you not remember the last thing that happened before you woke up here? Like, come on, like, help me out here. I went to Parkman's, like, to look for you. Like, he puts you here. Don't you know that? And Siler's like, dude, this is a nightmare. Like, this isn't, this isn't, you know, a thing that I've been placed into. Like, this is what I, you know, this is not, it's, it's like, it's beyond anyone's control. It's, it's, you know, my own hell, basically. And Peter's like, no, you got to calm down. Like, it hasn't been years. It's just been a couple hours. And so, again, he's like, what's the last thing you remember before coming here? And so Tyler, like, takes a minute, and he actually, like, listens to him, and he's like, okay, I wanted my life to change, and I just, I thought I was going to spend my eternity alone. Because the brother of the man that I murdered coming to my aid? Big if true, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I don't believe that. And Peter's like, okay, could we not mention the Nathan thing? He doesn't say that, but his face does. And he's like, I need you to help me, because I could just leave you here to rot. That would be easy. But... I saw that you are the one who's going to save my friend. You save Emma. And so Siler's just like, yeah, no, that's not me. Like, I'm, I'm not a savior. You know this. Like, you know that better than anybody by now. And so he's like, all right, Peter, if you think this is what you're going to do, then let's go. Go ahead. Get us out of here. And it immediately becomes very clear that, Peter can't just Parkman himself out. That's not how this is going to go down. He's stuck now, too. So it's kind of like this is a mind palace and both of their psyches are trapped in it. And that's going to be interesting because that's going to influence how it grows and changes later. But for right now, Siler's like, great, we're trapped here together forever. This is what's happening. Uh, First things first, in the episode, however many, however long ago it was, we were like, oh my god, Matt put Peter in the wall. He does it. Peter is outside the wall. I love how we just, like, want to make him a bigger villain than he is, even though, you know, he does a good job of it himself. Uh-oh. He wasn't, like, Peter was in no danger of dying from no. suffocation. Nope. nope. I like how we absolutely, like, Berenstein, Berenstein that into our brains, though. Cause, like, because I would have bet money on it. I could swear I had seen, like, like Peter just slumped inside the wall with Siler. So that's why I was like... Me too. 
what is that about? <laughs> Fucking fan works. Who knows? You know what I mean? I, yeah, probably, man. That stuff becomes more canon than canon sometimes. So, yeah. but, um, something to mention here that's a uh, very important to what we're going to be squeeing about later. Um, originally when this was shot, when Peter shows up in the hellscape, Siler is so stunned to see him. He does a little poke, which he does on the show. Like, like you're real, like, you know, touching him, see that he's tactile and that he's actually not just a vision. Uh, but they did a version of events where Siler is so relieved that he hugs Peter. <laughs> it was in a bunch of like the gif of it was everywhere mm-hmm. from them filming it, but they did not include it in the episode. Um, so yeah, Siler is just like holy shit, so amazed and relieved that he doesn't have to be here alone anymore. That he grabs Peter and he hugs him, and Peter is like stiff armed, like what the fuck, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, not included in the episode, which is a shame. Yeah, just in the promo. Which is bullshit, because, like, wh- why? <laughs> like, because they could. To what end? Because <laughs> no homo, you guys. <laughs> well, you do a really good job of making up for it later on. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, definitely, definitely wanted to mention that, because if you look up anything from the wall... That gif and those, like, behind-the-scenes photos are constant. You see him hugging him constantly, and you're like, well, I don't remember that in the episode. Well, it's sadly, it's not, so. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> sadly, the whole episode is not about <laughs> Siler and Peter. In fact, a lot less of the episode was about Siler, than P- Siler and Peter than I remembered. Because yeah, me too. for the life of me, I could not remember what the rest of the episode had. Well, turns out, Peaches, it's got, like, everyone else <laughs> in the carnival, so... <laughs> Strap in. So we've got Samuel heading for his trailer where Claire is like banging on the inside like, let me out. And Eli's keeping her in and she's like, I want to see my dad now. (laughs) But Samuel goes in like, you're not going anywhere. And he's like, listen, Toots, (laughs) your dad did this. (laughs) He shot me. He shot, you know, a bunch of people. And you're just blinded by your devotion to him. And I'm like, Samuel, you don't know them that well. You don't know them well enough to be pulling this shit. How bold of you to be like Siler in this situation, trying to poke the bear. He couldn't do it. You can't do it. You know what I mean? I think I literally said something like that in my notes, too. But do go on. (laughs) The nerve. (laughs) Because Claire again demands to see him. Because she's like, he would not shoot me. (laughs) You know? Not like this. There was no way in hell he would have shot her and shot random innocent people. And Samuel's like, all right, listen, okay, I'll let you go see him. And you're going to see him for who he truly is. And he opens the door, motions for her to follow him, and he takes her to the House of Mirrors. And sure enough, Noah is tied up there, and he calls Damien in. And he's like, he can show a, per- <laughs> he can show a person's memories. And we've seen him before. He's done this with Siler. So he's like, Claire, you can take a peek and see where it all began. And sure enough, we get some flashbacks, baby. <laughs> we get black and white flashbacks. We are in L.A. in 1985. Ooh. And Noah is a used car salesman. And a pretty bad one at that because he helps this couple out by saying, like, hey, go down the road here and they'll give it to you for, like, you know, cheaper. And his boss is glaring at him, but it's interrupted. Because a woman comes up behind him, covering his eyes, and he's like, he guesses a name, which isn't the right one. She's like, but it's his wife. (laughs) And no, it's not Sandra. 
This is Kate the fuck? Bennett. What the fuck? And she is played by uh, Sherry Salm. And she's been in a ton of stuff. Like, I think she's best known for The Fosters, where she was a lead on that. She's been in um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She's been in the new Roswell. She's recurring on that. She definitely looked familiar. I should look after her and see. I bet I've probably seen her. She's been in a ton of stuff. Rescue Me, she was on. She was in Gossip Girl for a hot second. But yeah. Oh, I watched both those. Yep. So... Anyway. So so Kate Kate Bennett, huh? Kate Bennett. And <laughs> Noah's like, God, I suck at this job because he has no killer instinct. And she's like, that's because you should just be home writing plays and we can live on love. <laughs> oh my God. And he's like, we can't live on love though. And she's like, okay, the real reason I came here is because I've got some unexpected news. She is pregnant. Pregante. Pregnana. <laughs> With child. Yeah, and she's like, I know you're like always the man with the plan. Please don't be upset. But he's thrilled. Uh, and we pull out and Claire's like, holy shit. You had another wife and family? And he's like, I'm sorry, I never told you. Which, like, can you blame the man, honestly? There's a there's a specific reason that they're uh, kept in the dark about this, which we will find out here shortly, you know. I mean, where do you even begin, first of all? Like didn't I don't think she ever said that they met when they were that young but it was always the implication that Noah and Sandra met when they were in like college or high school or something god I don't even remember like there's some stuff and I don't even know if it's deleted scene stuff but where Claire's not Claire where Sandra's talking about her and Noah and I don't remember if it's something that's a deleted scene or not with Claire uh that if it was a deleted scene then that like slides a lot of that stuff under the rug well, I think that they, like, they, they barely skitter by because, like, she never said, like, oh, high school, blah, 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 college, blah, blah, blah. She just made it sound like they were much younger when they met. Because mm-hmm. um, she was like, oh, I went for the nerd and it turned out okay for me or whatever because, you know, when Claire was in high school and going through all her shit. Um, but they never actually said, like, a confirmed thing so they could play with that. And they did because... Otherwise, I'd be, like, screaming retcon right mm-hmm. now. But uh, it still kind of works. So. Yeah. so Claire's like, you know what? Well, I don't know why you're showing me this. It doesn't matter. Let him go. And Sam is like, hmm, you're not curious about what happened to this first wife? And Claire's like, if he wanted to tell me what happened, <laughs> he would. You know? <laughs> you're not like, she's not trying to pick his brain and force him to tell her something hurtful, obviously. And Samuel's just like, huh, and he leaves them there with Damien. <laughs> and they go back into the flashback. And we see Noah and Kate, and they're all kissy-kissy, and Chinese food is coming in their home, and he goes to open the door, and it's a guy, and he's not the regular guy, and suddenly he's like, give me all your money. <laughs> and oh my god, he then flings Noah across the room with telekinesis. And Noah is still relatively calm in the situation because he's just like he's telling Kate to give him give him her purse, and he, the guy is very like pissed off because they don't have a lot of money, which we've established earlier they don't. And then Kate's kind of like, "What are like what are you?" As like freaking out, and he gets pissed. He TKs her back into their glass coffee table. 
Yeah, like it's. Like, and he leaves, and guess what? She ends up impaled on the coffee table. Whew. Rip, Kate. We barely do you. <laughs> and we come back out, and Claire's just all like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so, hmm. uh, yeah. This, this shit is absolutely BNN or BNNS. It's fucking bananas. Yeah. Like. Who'd have thought? Yeah. It certainly starts to fill in a lot about him, though. Like, it works in that way, too, where you're just like, oh, that's where his racism came from. Okay. Yeah. All right. Shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. His wife was Um, murdered. And and also why he kind of has an itch for Siler, Mr. Telekinesis over here. Absolutely. Can you imagine? I mean, that's the most retconny thing about it is he should have so much PTSD when Siler like pins him to walls, which he does all mm-hmm. the time. Um, but you know, what, what what can you do? This came so last minute and left field in a lot of ways. Um, do you know what Samuel's whole energy is in this scene? Hmm. It's it's very like gaslight, gatekeep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Mansplain, manipulate, male wife. <laughs> yeah, the whole He's, time, just trying to tell mm-hmm. her, just trying to like get him to get her to do what he wants, which is not going to work with Claire. Not with no. Claire, hell no. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Stubborn little Texan. Um, yeah, I had the same sort of note as you, where I was like. Everybody is coming up here and trying to be like, I'm going to show you the truth about your dad. And I'm just like, okay, Siler, just walk out. <laughs> like, right. People have been doing this for a while. <laughs> Bold move, Cotton, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, him being a used car salesman, though, is kind of great. Like, I could see that. I really could. Yeah. Like. Oh, and then also the other thing I was going to say is... um. Uh, here's here's a fun thing. Better or worse, that they didn't really have the best, like, hardcore, used all the time and everything, face de-aging tech that they have in things now. Mm-hmm. That they just instead were like, oh, okay, well, we'll, you know, smooth him a little out and, you know, he won't have his glasses. Would that have been, you know, is, is that better or worse than literally pasting his dynasty face onto him? <laughs> As they are doing in shows now. I just watched The Righteous Gemstones season two, and there's parts of it that take place in the 80s for John Goodman. Mm-hmm. And they dead ass just make him look like his Roseanne face. And it's fucking eerie, man. Like, yeah. It's not okay. <laughs> like, classic Roseanne face, I should say. Um, but yeah, they totally would have done that if they could have, I think. And that would have been mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. So. So I like that they're just like, ah, just have to take his glasses off and put some more makeup on him. Like, yeah. Like, oh. So, yeah. Interesting little thing to note about, like, when the show came out. Like, they just missed that. Which, like I said, you're seeing it just in regular shows now. It's not even just the thing in Marvel movies. Like, remember, everybody was losing their fucking shit about, like, de-aging Michael Douglas and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. So. That was just a thing they do. Yeah, now, now it just happens. Oh, do you want to know what at the, what's going on in Purgatory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the camera swoops in, and I think the thing I really enjoy about how they filmed this is that 
the show is filmed in Los Angeles, but it's meant to look like New York City half the Mm -hmm. time. But because of the fact that it's so meldy in there, that the fact that it looks like both right now really works. Because it kind of looks like New York and it kind of looks like Los Angeles at the same time. And that works with the weird, like, fuckery that's occurring here where everything is just getting smushed up in the brain. Um, Because they shoot a lot of it just, like, on the ground. Um, Basically, we go over to uh, our classic location. We go over to the DeVoe rooftop. And uh, Peter be brooding. (laughs) Like he Mm -hmm. do. And Siler comes up there and he's like, you know, you can't go forever without talking to me. Like, you've gone a month, like, well done, clap, clap. But, like, there's no one else here. There never will be. So, you know, we need to just deal with it. Like, we're all we have, basically. You can't just give me the silent treatment forever. And uh, they're just like, ugh. He's like, no, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life alone here with you. And Siler's like, dude, it's not exactly heaven for me either, okay? Like, like I don't like this either. And they're both very, like, bicker, bicker about it. And Siler has this little backpack that he's carrying with him everywhere, which is adorable. And <laughs> he he has it the whole episode. And um, why? And uh, other than props, he reaches into it and he hands a copy of Ninth Wonders over to Peter. And he's like, here, I know you like comics. Like, oh, I know it's not like Doc Savage or The Flash. I couldn't find anything. And as he's trying to be like, but Peter... <laughs> Peter takes it in one fell swoop and drops it off the roof <laughs> without even like barely looking at it like such an asshole. And Peter's like, stop messing around because we need to focus. Like we need to figure out what's going on and how we're going to get out of here. And <laughs> Siler gets in his face and he mocks him and he fucks around and he finds out and Peter clocks mm-hmm. him and he deserves it. Uh, it's one of my favorite gifts from this episode. You can look it up very easily. Him getting just absolutely getting his shit rocked. Um, and Siler's like, dude, if Emma like exists in this world, like, no, she's gone. Everyone's gone. If she was meant to kill thousands, they're gone too. Like he's still very in this narrative of like, everybody's gone. It's just us. And he's like, that's the only thing that's real. It's us, just us. And they're still fighting about it. And Siler says, if it's all a dream, how are their books? And Peter's like, I don't know, dude. Like, you read them and they're just in your self-conscious. And Siler's like, that's fucking stupid. I don't have the entire text of, like, Catch-22 and Pillars of the Earth just in my head. And, and, you know, and then they're, like, talking about the comic book. And uh, um, Siler's just like, yeah, I wouldn't know what, like, a Ninth Wonders looks like either because I don't read that like a fucking nerd, Peter. And Peter's like, yeah, well, I did. So... Maybe it's both of us kind of thing. Like, maybe it's both of what's in our minds is, like, creating this. And it does seem like the space is melding, then, if that's true, because that's a good point. Siler doesn't, you know, he doesn't read Ninth Wonders. He's not, like, a comic book kind of guy. So how did that occur? So it's got to be something like that. It's both of their minds. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, bicker, 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 as they're walking down this alley. And Peter turns around on Siler, and he's like, you know, I actually don't think you even want out of here. And I'm just sat here like, oh, you can't be having two Catholics trapped in a space built on guilt and shame. I tell you what. Um, like, it's just not going to work because they're just going to do that the whole time. Because Siler's just like, oh, okay, fucking Boy Scout. Like, come on. Like, fair. All right. Let's, let's, let's try to figure this out. 
But before we do that, before we do that, I need you to note what the fuck is going on in the background of their alley. I watched it twice to make sure that what I was seeing was what I was seeing. And I, I, I feel like I didn't notice it at the time, but maybe I didn't. I forgot. I don't know. So as they're walking down the alley, they're passing different things. They're in like a loading area, you know. And the f- sign says like number four. It's like loading dock number four, like unloading the zone number four. And as they're doing this, they are going through like that's them being like, oh, we're trapped in here. Like, oh, da, da, da. that's them going through like like a sorrow or a depression and as they turn around and suddenly realize when Siler's like, okay, fine, I will finally help you figure out how to get out of here. They turn around and see that there's a giant brick wall that just occurred out of nowhere. And it's blocking them from the rest of the, the like space that they're in. And Peter's like, that's the wall from Parkman's basement. Like, what the hell? And he's like, well, this has to be it then. This is our way out. And so he's like, don't you get it? We have to break through. They have to have a breakthrough, Rachel, because do you know what number it's blocking? Number five. And what's the fifth stage of grief? Oh! According to the Kubler-Ross model? Acceptance. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. It's so clear. They're in number four when they're just like fucking, they go literally as they go down the, uh, like the whole alley. I don't think it's the entire five stages um, because there's no three number. But it literally goes from, like, an anger, a bargaining, a depression to the wall. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Is that not fucking insane? Delightful. <laughs> and the five is half covered. They don't even get the number five until the wall is broken. Because mm-hmm. they have to break through to get out. What a delight. I, I could scream. I could scream. <laughs> I rewatched it like two or three times. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, are you shitting my dick right now? Are they doing this? And it's like the crux of the fucking story is to have them get to that moment. Yeah. And it was right there behind them the whole time. Like, bravo, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anybody who tries to fucking tell me that the show gave up or whatever at this point, they're just fucking stupid and yeah. wrong. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any any thoughts about our favorite? Uh, let's talk about <laughs> books. Um, let's. Because Siler's like, you know, I can't know all these words for this book, and I think he implies there's other books besides the comics that he doesn't know. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's pretty clear that it's not just Siler and Peter that you know, it's Nathan and probably Matt as well are influencing oh, this God. world. That's too true. Yeah. Because Siler's been kind of like, well, like Matt, just because also he also made this in his head. Yes. And then the Nathan of it all, because <laughs> he was Nathan for a while. And we, t- we touch on that a little bit later. But yeah. Yeah, that, that doesn't leave him. That's still in his brain very much. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised Siler didn't figure that out earlier. Like, huh. But you know. He's, he's so busy feeling sorry for himself, though. Like. Fair. He really is not on his tippy top A game at this point. So, yeah, because you think to him, because he's given into this world, he's been there for years. Mm-hmm. So he's 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 just fucking given up. Yeah. Before he even started, really. We don't know what he did 
hour one, hour two. Uh, uh, he probably found that backpack so he could put the cool shit he finds in other apartments in it. <laughs> I love that. That's so great. His, ba- his little bag of holding. You know. I'll just take a this thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I bet you there's probably some Nathan shit in that room too if you look. Probably. Like Nathan's office or something. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's so cool. Shall we go back to the carnival? Let's head on back. Boop, 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 boop. All right, so <laughs> back at the carnival, we see Lauren kind of skulking around a little bit because she is shot and she's trying to get some kind of medical attention and find Noah. And she makes her way into the little medical tent and finds bandages and is like, ah. And then Emma comes in and she's like, oh, do you need help? And she starts helping her. And Lauren's like, I don't want to get you into trouble. But Emma asked her to repeat herself because she wasn't looking at her lips because she's deaf. And she's like, I'm here with Bennett to stop Samuel. And Emma's, like, confused. She's like, the one that shot everyone? And she's like, he never fired his gun. Samuel is responsible and he's trying to galvanize his people around a common enemy. And then, lo and behold, Samuel's coming. And Lauren hides. She asks Emma not to tell him that she's there. And Samuel comes in and, like, obviously Emma's looking a little suspicious and he's like is everything okay and she's just like looking at him and he starts to sign to her and he's like you know we're not alone are we we don't keep secrets here and emma signs back that she says you're a bad man that you did this and you shot your own people and he's like she's misinformed let me talk to her and emma nods and moves and lets (laughs) and leaves the damn tent <laughs> and Samuel speaks up, and he's like, and "It's you can't all right." Blame her for it, I just want to talk. And he goes around the corner, and he sees Lauren, and he's like, "Look, well, look what we have here." <laughs> Any comments on that, or do you want me just to keep rolling through the carnival stuff? Oh no, no, just like mostly, um, like you, you can't blame Emma either. You can't be like, "Oh, Emma, why the fuck did you do that?" Like, no, like she just like. She doesn't know. She she knows Samuel more than she knows this girl. Like, mm-hmm. and she wants it to be true, which is also a big thing. So yeah, 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 yeah. That that he's a good dude. So she's gonna learn the hard way later. But <laughs> ooh, yep. So Claire is with uh her father in the House of Mirrors, and she's like, "Your first wife was murdered by a special." And he's like, "The person I was died that night with Kate." I'm sorry, I never told you, Claire. And she is completely still on the side. She's like, it's okay. There's some things you just can't say out loud. And it's like, oh, God, that's why you joined the company, why you became Mr. Bag and Tag. And she tells Damien she doesn't want to see anymore. But guess what? He's going to show her some more. (laughs) (laughs) Because we get a flashback of Noah going home with, like, a bag of papers and string. And we get to see him set up his own, like, Mohinder board. (laughs) Yay! Baby's first string map. And we get a flash forward to like a year later. And it looks like he's track. He's got like the face of the man that killed his wife and another guy on his board. And it looks like he's tracked them down. And he holds the other man at gunpoint. And the other guy's like, oh, I'll give you my money. And he's like, I'm not after money. I'm after information. I know what you are and what you can do. And I'm looking for someone like you. And at first he denies, but then he's like, wait, there's other people like me? What are you talking about? And he's like, I'm looking for this guy named Richard. He can move things with his mind. He killed my wife. 
And the guy's like, I don't know anyone like him, I swear. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't believe you. And then the man responds by attacking him with like this light energy wave, which we've seen before. I feel like we saw something similar at the like uh, detention camp. Someone used this power. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's a pretty similar one. And no response by shooting him. <laughs> Whoops. And Noah then wipes the gun down and leaves it by the man on the stairs. And <laughs> we go back to Claire being like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, it was an accident, which I could buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know what... He- he didn't know what he'd find, and he was scared, and he he reacted. It was the first time he'd killed anyone. Yes. But now Claire wants to know what happens next. She's not ready to leave the house of mirrors. <laughs> Let the clip show roll, Damien. Yeah, mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. So, back in the flashback. Noah's back on the used car lot, and guess what? He's more slick than he was earlier. He's like, ah, you buy this car now, you know, I got another guy over there chomping at the bit, and there's another guy over there he points at. <laughs> And the couple's like, okay, cool, cool. And he's like, go, go talk to my manager. So he walks up to the other guy that's waiting. And guess who it is? It's Thompson, baby! Hey! (laughs) And he's like, yeah, let's talk. And he tells Noah that he's there to offer him a job, that they've been watching him, and that they're really impressed with his work, (laughs) and they want them to work (laughs) for them. And they're like, you know what? We'll help you find the man who killed your wife, and then you can help us find the rest. What a sweet deal. <laughs> we then flash forward two years, because we've seen in Company Man, that little, um, where he met Claude and everything, his little onboard to the company, and, because it's now Thompson and Bennett at dinner. And Thompson asks Noah, how's the one of us, one of them going? And he's like, I don't know. I mean, like, Claude can be invisible. It's really hard to trust a guy that could be watching you anytime, <laughs> anywhere. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Thomas is like, "That's it's fine because it's like, your case is highly unusual, the way that you came to us in the company. And then he brings up, well, you know, the past 17 cases, there have been three deaths. <laughs> and Noah's like, they're all accidents. And he's like, eh, yeah. You know, the, the company is invested in you, Noah. You know, we don't want to cut ties with you, but you need to make a change, you know. I think uh, maybe it's time that you take a wife, start a family. It'll it'll calm you down. And Bennett's like, I can't do that again. And Eric's like, sure you can. You know, the cute number that just brought us the sandwiches will do fine. And lo and behold, it's Sandra. She's the waitress there. Like, she just brought them <laughs> sandwiches earlier in the scene. And Noah's like, if I refuse? And Eric's like, you won't. <laughs> And we come back out and Claire's like, the company arranged your marriage? (laughs) And he's like, no, they pushed me, but I chose your mother. I loved her. You know that. It's all in the past. And then we get a flashback to Thanksgiving weekend. We see Gretchen at the dorm. And Noah's there. And he's like, yeah, hi, I'm here to see Claire. You wouldn't happen to know where she is. And she's like, no, and... He's like, you know, you don't need to lie for her. He wants, he knows that they took the compass and that they went to the carnival and he wants to know why she didn't come back with Gretchen. And he kind of gives her shit for leaving her there. <laughs> and 
he's like, the people at the carnival, they're killers. And she's like, well, you, you gotta trust her enough to know the difference that they're bad people. She's not gonna just stick around with bad people. And, like, her not, and her just being at college with me is, like, not enough for her. She needs to be with her people. And suddenly we see mm, our good old friend Renee walk in. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And Gresh is like, oh, is he gonna erase my memory? And I was like, no, not if you do what I ask. And, oh, my lord, we come out of that flashback and Claire is pissed off. As she should be. She Rightfully so. And she leaves that hall of mirrors because, oh my god, Noah is clearly still on his bullshit. <laughs> he doesn't know how to not be. It's very clear. Yep. Shaking my head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Noah. <sighs> it, like, you know, she's not the only one telling Noah, like, let Claire figure this out because even Lauren was like, Claire's not stupid. <laughs> Your daughter's not stupid, you know? Exactly. He's just a fucking control freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not going to just, like, go blind and, like, just follow Samuel wherever he wants her to go. Um, so I would like to go back to the topic of dinner conversation with Noah and Thompson. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of accidents, my yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, I'm really not trying to be all A-cab towards Noah Bennett, but, like, Jesus Christ, he's like a bad cop. Like... Especially because we know that the company is not about that. <laughs> necessarily. No. You know. They're about, like, resource management, not elimination, unless they apps. I mean, hello, they kept Siler alive. Like... Mm-hmm. So they're not out here telling him to execute. That's pfft, accident, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't worry. They won't take your badge. It's just like life. But, uh, <clears throat> man, it paints a real nasty picture. <laughs> like, all the all the worst stuff from, like, season one and all that. Like, like Siler was right, man. He hates us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said it to Claire, and it is so true. With exception, not the, like, the, oh, God, not the rule. Like, he does not care for them. We finally get the root of the why now. We do, but, like, it's still sticky and highly, highly, like, I have an issue with it. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. I get it, I get it. It's, like, a personal thing, but, like, fuck. Like, it is not a good look. Absolutely none of that. Mm -mm. No, no, no. Yeah, and then now here he is, the fucking, like, two weeks later, he's still doing this shit. Like, oh my god, Noah, what the hell is wrong with you? (laughs) There's so many people on this show who, like, can't break out of their own fatal flaws, and he's one of them. Like, they just, it's like a a wheel, they just keep getting back on it over and over I'm also, like, hand on hip, Renee, stop enabling him, stop coming when he calls. Honestly... (laughs) Honestly. You're a smart man, too. You know that Claire can make her own choices. Why are we, like, you know, what what does he have over you? Nothing. It's just, oh, I just want to punch him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a line to punch Noah Bennett, so you're going to have to get I, into it. I'll, t- I'll, take a, I'll take a deli ticket. I'll get in line. Yeah. Speaking of punching. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of violence, no. Um... Um, back in the mindscape, uh, 
I'm calling it something different every time intentionally. Um, Peter has a sledgehammer and he has clearly been trying to get this wall to break down by himself for quite some time. And Siler strolls up to him like, dude, my guy, like, you gotta take care of yourself. You need to eat something. You need to sleep. You haven't done either of those things. I know you haven't. And Peter's just like, nope, this shit's not real. I don't gotta do nothing. <laughs> like, he's starting to be like, no, it's not, like, nothing matters here. Like, it's clearly, he's starting to, th- I think, feel the weird time, like, shift of it all. Um, because to him, he's probably been doing that for days when really it's been, like, minutes, maybe, mm-hmm. if not an hour. Um, so he's just very focused. And Siler is seeing the look in his face. And he's like, oh, yeah, that. That look. I know that look very well. And Peter's like, what are you talking about? And he shifts his tone of voice. God damn you, Zachary Quinto. You're so underrated. And he pops into a Nathan memory. And he's like, yeah. Remember when Howie Kaplan beat you at the 50-yard dash? And so you and me ran to school every day afterward. Like, you know, to, like you know, when he was, like, training to try to beat him. And Peter... <laughs> Peter is so not having this. <laughs> like, he he does my favorite thing, which he's trying to, like, actually have a minute to take a drink of water as he's telling this memory, which is not his. And he immediately stops, charges over there, slams the bottle of water on the ground, and gets right up in his face and is like, no, 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 we are not doing this. This is a thing we are not doing. And... He's practically nose to nose with him. And the tension is crazy between them in all ways. And he's like, you're not him. You're nothing like him. And Siler's like, yeah, I know. You've told me. And so Peter goes over. He picks up the sledgehammer again. And he angrily bashes at the wall. And Siler tries to apologize for Nathan. And it's clear he's been doing this a lot. He's just like, I'm sorry I took him from you. I'm sorry I did it. And Peter is just like beyond this man. He is just like, you know, you keep saying that. You keep saying sorry, but it isn't going to change anything. It's not going to bring my brother back. Like, n- like your words mean fucking nothing to me. And Siler just like goes like right back against him. Just like, you're right. Like nothing changes. We're stuck here forever. You and me like, okay, fine. Like you don't accept the apology. I got it. So then Siler walks over and he grabs a hammer and they honestly, they look like they're going to come to blows. <laughs> they look like they're going to beat the shit out of each other. They post up and uh, that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little testy there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Peter, you need to eat a Snickers or something. Cause like. You're not eating. You're hungry. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Poor Petey. And then it goes without saying that it's really hot when Peter slams that water bottle down when he's mad. So. <laughs> of course, of course. I went back and watched that again. I was like, yep, still good. <laughs> so to interrupt this delicious tension, we have a scene at the carnival. <laughs> it, we literally have the finale next week, quote, yep, quote yep. in Heroes Land. So, like, we gotta do it. So, so uh, we have Samuel talking to Lauren. And he's like, you're from the same company as Bennett. And, uh, you know, you, <laughs> wow, apples, trees. And <laughs> she's like, listen, let Noah and Claire go so that your family doesn't get hurt. Don't you care about your family? And he's like, don't you think I know what's best for my own family? <laughs> and he's like, a lot of, a lot of men not wanting to be called out. This hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He wants a new start for his family, what they deserve. And he's like, 
totally willing to hurt people to do it now, and he wants more than the carnival, and, like, fuck the carnival. (laughs) And, you know, he's like, I know you know about the film and about everything I can do and how powerful I can be if I bring them here. And I wonder if it's true. And Lauren's like, I hope we never find out. And, um... She's also like, you know, what did the world do to you? And he's like, they should have treated me better. (laughs) Oh, my God. And interrupting Eli comes in. And he's like, Claire left the house of mirrors. And Samuel's like, okay, I'll go talk to her. And then we're going to pick up and move for our greatest show. And (laughs) he thanks Lauren and then tells Eli, take care of her and walks out. And we got to end the scene with, like, Eli looming over Lauren. So... Yeah. I love the, like, absolute casual way of, like, oh, yeah, by the way, take care of her. I gotta, I gotta go. Yeah. You know, just, like, like asking him to pick up his dry cleaning. It's that nothing to mm-hmm. him. So. Especially because she's human. It's the absolute flip side of what Noah does. It is! So, they are mirror images of each know. other. Yeah. Yeah. They both need a little <laughs> diversity training. Yeah. <laughs> like, they both, they both kind of suck. Um... Yeah, so, and I love how Samuel has just, like, leaned into it, where he's, like, not only okay with killing people, he wants to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, like, he's all about it, so. Yeah. We're just, like, full steam ahead with that shift, so. That's cool. He's gotta be a proper villain. hmm Can't start feeling sad about shit now. Nope, he's going full tilt, baby. Mm-hmm. Um... Brief moment where we resume with the tension between Siler and Peter <laughs> in Wallland, and Peter's just like, "What are you gonna do?" And Siler's like, "You know what? I can't bring Nathan back. I understand that, but I can sure as hell swing a sledgehammer." So then together, they both start trying to tear down the wall. We'll see if this uh, makes a difference at all. Yeah. It, w- it would be hard for Peter to do that all by himself. Uh-huh. So. Oh. Very quick little thing. Back to the carnival. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a little dash into there and then we're like, oof, we're back. All right. They literally could have just, like, kept that in the thing before with, like, a beat of silence. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was a weird cut. I feel like they wanted a slight bit of um movement, I guess, in between him going out and running back into Claire. Yeah, 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 probably. So Samuel apologizes to Claire for putting her through seeing everything in the House of Mirrors. And Claire's like, you know what, you're right. My dad is a bad guy and I belong with you here at the carnival. Wait, that's just what you want to hear, right? (laughs) You know what, Samuel, why didn't you show me the memory of my dad shooting Lydia? Or was that (laughs) just not in the program? And it's like, ooh! Scene missing, scene missing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And Samuel's like, ugh, maybe he didn't pull the trigger last night, but does that negate the times he has? And Claire's like, oh my god, you actually thought I'd turn on him. You just don't understand. Maybe that's because no one's ever really loved you. (laughs) Careful, careful now. (laughs) This family isn't family. They fear you. Give me my dad, we're leaving. And Samuel's like, no. (laughs) And, um... I'm going to tell you about my new little friend I just met, you know, because the fear when we talked from her was just intoxicating. And it's like, man, that was great because we're going to New York and some lives will be lost, but it's totally going to be worth it. And um, 
Claire, man, this I'm doing this for like you because this world is going to be yours, you know, because she's immortal. And that's why I need you to be part mm-hmm. of this family to carry on the legacy when I'm long gone. And Claire's just like not having it. He's desperate, he's small, and she will never small. be a part of his family. And he's like, eh, maybe in time you'll change your mind. Guess what? Your dad's over in the souvenir trailer. Why don't you go get him? Claire goes off toward the trailer. Eli comes up and says, the government lady got away. <laughs> Yay, Lauren. No, no, say, say the whole thing he said. It was so, like, he's so fucking wild. All I wrote down was the government lady got away. <laughs> he comes up and says, um, so I had some trouble with the government lady. We played some cat and mouse, but the mouse got away. Kind of like, oops. <laughs> Fucking Stashwick. <laughs> and Samuel could give le- give less of a fuck about this. He's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm going to give Claire some time to think about my offer. And we see Claire run to the trailer, and then we see it start to shake because Samuel has decided to sink the whole trailer into the ground. Duh. And he dusts his hands off, and he's like, well, now I'm ready for New York City. And... He turns to Eli and he's like, but you won't be able to come with us right now. Before Lydia died, she talked about people who are going to ruin our plans. And I need you to put a stop to that permanently. So Eli is about to go do something else now. Aw, damn it. He really he really wanted to go see the Statue of Liberty. He wanted to take in a show. Like The best thing is he could have did it all at the same time. <laughs> Samuel is such a no fun mommy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he is. He is. Oh. Um, I love how the de facto thing for the villains on this show to do with Claire is to just be like, eh, you'll live forever. You'll get over it. <laughs> yes, it's another Siler thing. Good lord. You'll come around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Eh, can't stay angry forever, ever. Yep. Yep. I dare say she can. Oh. <laughs> She's pretty good at it. <laughs> I dare say we've met other immortals that have held grudges. I mean, <laughs> especially ones that have been buried. Anyway, yeah. um, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. <laughs> we go back to Siler and Peter's little shared fantasy of hell, and we see it's like nighttime, I suppose, and Siler's just sitting there on the ground holding his legs. He looks kind of like like he's been through it. He's just staring at the wall, kind of, like, zoning out. And Peter walks up. He strolls up behind him. And he gives him a less worn-out copy of Pillars of the Earth. And I gave this note to Rachel earlier so she knows exactly what I'm going to say. So, you know the brain rot that y'all got from those soft pirates in Our Flag Means Death? (laughs) (sighs) Well, I've had this for these two motherfuckers for like over a decade just because of this scene okay this is like my toe tapping all right can you imagine that peter petrelli walks up behind siler he does a little fake out by tapping his shoulder making him look and then dropping the book in his lap a book that is wrapped in newspaper by the way he took the time to wrap it and very much just goes like happy birthday and siler's like it's not my birthday he's like yeah i know And I could just fucking expire. I could turn into stardust right then and there. And that's what I've had to deal with for so many years. It's the most perfect thing ever. And it's incredible. 
the look that Siler gives him is pure Gabriel in this moment. Like, no one has ever given him such a thoughtful gift in his whole awful, terrible life. And Peter tells Siler he appreciates him being around, actually. He appreciates him being patient with him for helping to keep him sane. And Siler's like, hey, you want something kind of weird? Every time you pick that thing up, meaning the sledgehammer, I think you're going to hit me with it really hard. And Peter just kind of laughs. He's like, yeah, that is weird. Because you know what? Every time I pick it up, I do feel like I'm going to hit you with it really hard. (laughs) And he's like, look, I wish I could accept your apologies. But if I do that, if I forgive you, then I am not doing right by him. I'm not doing right by Nathan. And Siler's like, yeah, I get it. Nathan, if you... You think that if you let go of your anger, you're afraid that you're going to lose him forever. And you can see, like, there's just so much subtlety in every time we come back to these two. They're a little different with each other. They're able to go places with each other that they weren't a scene before because of how time is passing here. You have to think they're in this place for what will be about five years to them. And we only see little glimpses of it. Can you imagine what the day-to-day of that is like? The progression of that is like? Mm -hmm. It's just so... I think that they're doing so much with the acting in it. And they they never got any credit at all. Um, So basically, Peter's like, look, it's slipping away. I look at you. I see you killing him. You took my brother away from me. And, and it's like, you know, dude, like, we've been here for I don't know how many years together. Like, I've changed. I've repented. I'm never going to hurt anyone ever again. That's what Siler says. And then it, it, like, it hits him right then and there. And he's like, wait a minute. Like, referring to the wall. All this time, you were afraid to let me out. That was part of it. And Peter makes a bit of a face. And Siler slides directly in his way. So he can't just start ignoring him and start bashing at the wall again. And he looks him right in the eye and he's like, I'm not that guy anymore. And you know that. And it's not like, it, it's not even remotely like Siler trying to be slimy or it, it is so vastly different from the other types of like ways that we've seen him say things like this to other people before. Mm-hmm. It actually feels like it's true and that it's actually happened because Peter's like, yeah, I know. I know you're not. And they're not like bullshitting with each other at all. And it's insane. Like, it's just, it's so wild to me that they went on this journey. And so much of it is going to be off camera and in our heads and out of canon. And I just think they do so much with what they do show. And after they come to this understanding, Peter saying that finally makes it so that the fucking wall starts to break after all this time. They both get excited. Siler quickly goes and he grabs his tool and they start going at it again and they actually bash the hole wide open and there's light pouring in through the other side. And then Peter actually wakes up in the real world, slumped against that wall. And he gets up and he leans in because he hears quite a rumble occurring in the wall behind him. And realizes, oh shit, (laughs) he quickly gets out of the way because Siler bursts out of it, you know, yay TK. And he stumbles out, just a mess, but, you know, okay, considering. And they're back and Peter walks up to him and he's just like, how long has it been really? And it's uh, half a day, maybe, you know, like they actually were maybe like a few hours. 
they were going through this, but that's not what it felt like to them. And they say that too. They're like, oh, it feels like we were in there for years. Like, does it only being a few hours make it any less real? Peter doesn't respond, but he gives him this look. And then he's like, let's go save Emma. And the boys are back. They're working together. What the actual hell? Could you imagine? Like, think back to season one. Think back to Homecoming that we would get to this point. Like, it's absolutely incredible. Like, so many shows don't have the nerve to do this kind of thing. And I said something on Twitter earlier about it, too. And I firmly believe what it's what I really enjoy the most about this. Other than the obvious, like, ship joy, because yay. But it's just so cool to get to see these characters hash out their messy pasts and their messy feelings and their everything. But as people, not as tropes, not as types, they really come together as, like, actual people, not the hero and the villain. They come together as people, and they come to an understanding, and they go through this traumatizing thing together, and they come out the other side not just, like, okay with each other, but, like, close to each other. Like, it's it's insane. It's just so cool. And I think that I really wish a lot more people had made it through the end of the show and hadn't, like, dropped it or whatever. Because them doing this, and I think that they did it very well, is just uh, absolutely worth going through whatever else you might not have enjoyed about. Some of the volumes that absolutely have weak points in them. Yeah. And they're getting ready to leave. They're like, all right, let's go save Emma. And, oh, who's fucking there but interrupting Eli? And he's on the steps. And he literally says, like, oh, sorry to break up the love fest. And, like, like you know, if you know, you know. Um, he's like, but I'm here to make sure that that doesn't happen. And there's suddenly very many copies of him behind the duo. So, I love that he's like, I don't want to break up the love fest. Which is, like, all he heard was those, like, three lines from them. I know. How long has it been? Half a day. Does it make it any less real? Let's go save Emma. That's all he could have heard. I know. He's like, golly, you two, get a room. They had one. They had one. There was stuff everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was, like, one of the things that I always used to, like, think about in my hardcore, like, fanfic, like, days, where it was, like... Do you think Peter stayed in his own apartment when they were there? Do you think he did it first? Do you think they ended up in the same place after a while? Do you think he just stayed by the wall? Like, yeah, there's all kinds of thoughts about that. Because, you know, they probably spent some nights together. I'm not even trying to be, like, explicit. I'm saying they probably just spent some nights together. And that changes things. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. It's, uh... If you, as we've talked before, um, if you go into the fucking bro ye ho ye like, trope on that site we linked to a few episodes ago, the way that the listings explode just from this episode, yep. mm-hmm. uh, it's not, um, it's not subtle, <laughs> as we like to say. Yeah. So I'm going to wrap out the episode. There isn't very much left. And then we can dive into whatever yep. else we want to talk about. So we go back to the carnival and we see a flat patch of earth where the trailer once was. And Claire's up and she's got her phone and it's not getting a signal and 
she helps to untie her father and they find a lantern in there and they're like, oh my God, we're buried. And I was like, it felt like we dropped like 40 or 50 feet. And the episode ends with them like yelling to no one. <laughs> like, help, help. To be continued. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Apparently, all you have to do when you have a disagreement with an immortal is just, like, bury him. <laughs> I guess. I mean, not everyone in the trailer is immortal, and you don't think that's going to cause a grudge? Good lord. I know. The hell. <laughs> <laughs> My final, like, note for the episode, I was like, hey, this show buried two of its gays, but they're immortal, so. <laughs> Siler and, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, that, that's something nice I want to, speaking of burying your gaze, um, we know we never get any kind of resolution with Siler and Peter, and I don't know what explicitly no. is written in the story that goes with Reborn, and we'll talk about that when we get into Reborn. I, as far as I've ever seen, it's like a couple mentions. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's not even like dialogue or anything, really. No, because it's, it's all from Claire's point of view, do. that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But, we need to... I mean, we never get any resolution, but hello, hi, they're still together after the finale. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't need to be. They can be freedom fighters alone, like, in their own factions, but they're doing it together. Like, that's everything. But my question comes, is what mm. if we got our hypothetical volume six? I think everything would have been ruined. Do you feel like, like, I know for sure they would not have went there. I'm 100% positive. No. No, and that's partly why it would have been ruined, because they would have probably tried to backstep all of this progress. Um, they were already talking about, like, the things that they, you know, like, ooh, Siler's going to struggle with being good. I'm like, oh, haven't we already done that? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why part of me, honestly, is, like, pretty okay with how things end for the show. Yeah. So, better to burn out than to fade away. Um, but I want to go into a further hypothetical, okay? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say they did go there. Would they have buried their gaze? <laughs> um, Peter Petrelli probably would have died. Yes. At some point. Yes. For real. Yes. Because, like, it would have been a great, like, actual series finale to give Siler some sort of push to, like, stop the new villain. Do you know what I mean? Like, that would have done it, man. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Little I'm not gonna hurt anyone anymore guy. Little, like, spoilers. Little, you know fucking wraps up Doyle instead of straight up murdering his ass guy. Like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. This would have been, like, fucking I am become death. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, well, to be fair, which I guess we'll talk about in the next episode, too, he never really murders Doyle ever. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like, you know, that's like the big indicator of, like, he's changed, is he absolutely could have killed the shit out of him, and he didn't. But he's encountered him. My point is he's encountered him several times. He has. And he really ought to just handle that already. (laughs) This guy keeps coming up. Um, Yeah. So. Um, Yeah. No. Dude, like, Will and Hannibal didn't get to do it. These two weren't going to get to do it. No, 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 no. It's just, it's interesting to talk about that, like, in light of, I guess, two different things happening. (laughs) right now um mm. with our flag means death which listen to the bonus episode and with a show that i don't watch and you don't either that apparently went down <laughs> the bad <laughs> went to the bad place <laughs> so yeah. yeah 
Well, I mean, like, spoiler, 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 if you watch Killing Eve, spoiler, um, they, they, they fucked it up. Yeah. <laughs> they fucked it up hard. They fumbled it real good. They did the exact things you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, one after another, so. They whiffed it. <laughs> From what I've heard. Yep. Yeah, same. Well, I mean, we're, we're both friends with someone who really liked that show, and they feel the same, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. I feel like. That's the opinion to look to. Because <laughs> I saw the vague tweet about it and I was like, what show are, are we referring to? And then I figured it out <laughs> later on. Like, okay. I got ya. Because, like, in the wake of us talking about, like, our flag means death for an entire episode and how they didn't do the things um, to have a show quickly come out that just went full steam ahead with all the wrong choices, I had to show her. I had to be like, look, 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 look what they did. They're still mm-hmm. doing it. Because, ah. you know, we're, we're still firmly in things that have been produced, you know, before all that. I really want to hope that what um, Our Flag Means Death is doing, at least in genre television, could um, make some changes, maybe. 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 People certainly love it. It's getting the buzz. We might but see But what's more. so interesting... I would be stunned if we didn't. What's interesting is um, the potential of, if I may go back to OFMD... Of, like, if Lucius really is dead, or even just from marooning the crew, like, Steed and Ed are going to have it out. Mm-hmm. They have to. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because we're actually going to get to see a little bit, potentially, maybe, of their relationship looking more like what we just watched. Um, having to, to, to reckon with uh, when... The, when the when the when the bad axe hit close to home, you know, for for the for the person that you know is not the most moral upstanding guy, so yeah, mm-hmm. I think that could be kind of interesting. That's why I'm kind of like like I love Lucius and I really don't want him to be dead, but wow, the nerve if he was. <laughs> I he's probably not, but that's just the part of me that's like yeah. Go there and then deal with the messy consequences. Cause that's me. You mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I want the things to actually happen. Because, like, guys, this is, as you said earlier, the penultimate episode. There's only one episode mm. left of Heroes Proper. Yeah. The, the mothership. Yeah. That snuck up on us. <laughs> it did. Can you believe it? I can't. I didn't remember that the wall was, like, the episode before. Yeah, that's why all the fucking carnival stuff happens so kind of, like, quickly. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, like, Noah and everything, so. And Claire. Because there's, there's a lot to do next week. Oh, boy, there's a lot to do. Remember, remember Hero? Like, you know. We also called Tracy. I don't know if she's going to show up. We, we literally still haven't found Charlie? What's up with that? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that was in the finale either. Mm-hmm. I, oh, my God, it feels like oh, yes. mentally... Like, that this was, like, the third episode, like, before the end. Mm-hmm. And then there was an episode, mm-hmm. and then there was Brave New World. To me, like, in my mind, <laughs> Palace. This is what seemed to happen. Same, yeah. But that's not at all the case. So Jesus. All right. We're going to have a lot to do. Yeah. To be fair, you know, it wasn't meant to be a series finale, but here we are. So. It wasn't, but honestly, seeing all the like bad mistakes the other shows have made from being on for too goddamn long, it, it's probably entirely for the best. So, mm-hmm. ultimately, even though I really, really would have loved to have seen more with these characters, and we don't get a lot of that in Reborn, 
I think ultimately it was for the best. Probably. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to give us our socials? I suppose. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, sorry, this is kind of late. Uh, kind of really late, probably, but, um, you know, life, blah, blah, blah. Um, we never said the ship was going to be, like, weekly, weekly. It just, you know, it just happens when it happens. Um, if you want, like, lore, no. old lore about Eclipse, Kishi wanted to do once a month. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, how about twice a month? And then I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to edit it weekly. <laughs> Yeah, it was originally, it was originally twice a month. We were like, yeah, let's do twice a month. That would be a good in between. And then you just started editing them so quickly. It was like, well, fuck it. And so. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll try to get better as we go to different things. I don't know, man. I'm not going to over promise that or deliver. I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. Um so, um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you would like to follow us, um, we are at Eclipse Podcast on Twitter.com until Elon Musk buys it or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You'll find us oh, on yeah. our underground Tumblr. Jeez, us. <laughs> we all just go back to Tumblr. Wouldn't that be the way? It's already started. Um, I've like, listen, I've heard hot tea that like. There's a whole group of people from TikTok on Tumblr, but they're, yeah. like, in the nowhere land because they refuse to reblog things. It's gotta be like that, right? Like, <laughs> that is what I've heard. I, they I refuse to, to use the, like, reblog function. Mm-hmm. So they are just isolated in a sphere right now, yeah. I was just saying to her, I've spent ungodly amounts of hours looking at different tags for a thing I'm obsessed with currently on Tumblr, but I'm not making content and i'm not commenting i'm not reblogging but i'm there Mm -hmm. like yeah i I feel feel like more of us are just kind of hanging out again because i mean i still feel like i still feel real shit about the porn ban i think that's really fucking awful how they did it and like i don't want to like just go back to them because there's no other option but like Mm -hmm. sometimes that's just kind of where it needs to be because it's different from TikTok. I don't know. And, like, I have complicated feelings on the matter. Um, but for now, we are still on Twitter. Uh, if you'd like to follow your lovely co-hosts, um, I am at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. Um, if you go onto any of my spaces right now and you don't want to talk about Paul Dano in the, in the Batman, <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Um, and uh, Rachel is that bird there. Bear the bee, like the breakthrough that Siler and Peter had um, as people. Um, if you would like to email us, we are eclipsepod at gmail.com. Um, the best way to get hold of us is still going to be the Discord. So, also, yeah. We still have that questionnaire. I haven't looked to see if anyone's filled it out about we the. do. Um, favorite, I, I least actually favorite. might poke people about that too. I need to do it. Fuck, I need to do I it. I also need to do it. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. What are you tweeting about? I was like, you didn't ask me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I steamrolled. Uh, I've broken the curse of being playing Wordle because I forgot a day, and then I was like, I'm free. My streak is broken, and then I just ran out and to the highway and waved down a Corvette Aww. and hopped in and drove into the sunset. So, ah, Dobby's a free elf. Um, uh, I never got sucked into it because I'm bad at word games. Oh, I love word games. 
not to hyperfixate or anything, but like I could never be an OC in a Riddler fanfic because I can't solve riddles to save my fucking life. He would never be obsessed with me. Oh, I love riddles. Damn. God, <laughs> ugh, you're just you're just living my living my, my other life. We'll start um, ending every episode of Eclipse with a riddle <laughs> that you have to solve. No. <laughs> It is the number one trope in all of these goddamn fanfics that I've been reading. And it's just like, so many people aren't good at riddles, though. <laughs> like, you're, you're telling me this random waitress. Anyway. Um, can I? Can I <gasps> waitress. What? Can I give you a riddle right now? No. Let me, let me give you. A, you might know it. You might have heard this riddle before. Okay. I hate riddles, but okay. All right. Do, 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 do. Get in your riddle mind space. Riddle, riddle me piss. Go ahead. Yep. Two sisters go out to lunch one day. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> they both get a glass of iced tea. Uh, okay. One sister is, like, really thirsty. She drinks her... She drinks, like, five glasses of the iced tea. And the other sister, she slowly sips it. The sister that slowly slipped... That, that, that slowly sipped her drink dies. Both drinks were poisoned. What happened? Why did the other sister not die? Is the, is the other question. Yeah. So in the movie, when the guy can't solve the riddle, he gets his head exploded. And I would rather have that happen to me right now than to try to sit here and figure that out. Because I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the a wrong it's answer. Because they had this on Hey Riddle okay. Riddle 2 before. God damn it. Okay. And someone was like, <laughs> because she peed out the poison, and it's like, the poison doesn't work that way. <laughs> Literally nobody in history would have, would have died from poisoning if that's how that worked. Um, oh, my God. Um, how, how much of the drink did the other one have? Uh, it was iced teas. Uh-huh. One sister drank five glasses. The other slowly drank one. Oh wow! This is this, these things. These make me feel so stupid. Um, They're meant to uh, something to do with the ice. Yes, yes. The poison was in the okay. ice. Okay. So the sister that drank uh, five, the ice didn't melt. Okay. Because she was thirsty, so she just drank the tea. She drank them real fast. Okay. The sister that slowly sipped the drink, the ice melted, and she was poisoned. I literally get to keep my. You head. do. Yes. Yes. I have to pick a good one for you next week. That's one of my favorite ones, though, is that riddle. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's okay. That's okay. You get to keep your head. I've read some of these, like, very traditional riddles in these stories, and I'm just like, I still don't know it. I still don't fucking know it. And then they say the answer, and I'm like, ah. Um, Yeah, so anyway... Uh, uh, link to the Discord in the show notes. There, we never went off track. No one will ever know. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's the best way to get a hold of us. Uh, we're almost at the end of the main journey. There's more to come from us, even after Heroes. We don't know what yet, but something. Um, because it's too much fun. Um, we still got all of Reborn to do, man. Yeah, but at this rate, it's going to be next January. It'll go by fast. It isn't like 20 million episodes. Um, it's like, what, 13? Yeah, but between our bonus episodes and everything, it's going to be like January. I know, I know. But it's not going to be January. Um, it's going to be January. We'll have to something to do by the time my fucking birthday rolls around. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so anyway, thank you for joining us. Um, we're doing the series finale next time, whenever that is. Uh, hopefully pretty soon. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not the finale they intended, but it's the finale we deserve, question mark? I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyways, bye everybody. Bye-bye! Next time on Eclipsed, everything comes to a head as the carnival makes a fateful stop in Central Park. Can Peter and Siler save Emma? Will Claire and Noah slowly suffocate underground? Where the hell is Hero, and do you realize that, like, this is it, and we still have not located Charlie? I mean, what the hell, show? For all these answers and more, tune in.